just as parents and grandparents, your experience of you know sending your kids out into the world must be um, fraught with concern and difficulty, like all parents are. But knowing that um, these kids, simply because of the color of their skin, may be targeted and a targeting by the police, and in reality could end up for a simple offense could end up being another death in custody. How do you cope with that or how do you move with that and raise up the kids and move them forward? Well, I know there were many times when our, our kids were at high school where I had to go up and talk to the teachers about just racist attitudes that uh, the teachers themselves had, uh, you know, making racist jokes in the classroom, that sort of thing. And that happened quite often. Often I didn't tell Sam because um, I knew that he'd be so upset that he'd go up and and see them himself. Often I'd go myself just to uh, give my kids support and that happened quite a lot. So imagine as a... Um, or I know from my family, I have a, a mixed-race family in the United States, but people looking at me would not... As, assume that or feel uh, that I may have connection to um, those Black Lives Matters, but I have nieces and nephews who are the same um, targets in the United States or potential targets. I come from gun-toting Texas, um, and, and I fear for them, and yet at the same time I hope I, I see them growing forward with education and actually being quite apolitical despite that reality and and I'm torn I I want them to go forward I want them to have great lives I want them to be middle class and have the things if that's what they want and but I wish also I don't understand why they're um, not more political in their um, response to these um, the reality of the society and yet that may be a coping mechanism uh, for them as well and as a uh, as a white woman with these children, do you feel that you um, uh, you have a, any different response or um, different perspective than you may have be to other um, parents? Oh, I've, I've always worried about our children uh, going out at night and uh, going you know, going to nightclubs, that sort of thing. And afterwards, I know there were police on the street. Mm. So you, you do always worry about that mm. as a as the mother of Indigenous children? I don't think I phrased that very well. I'm sorry. I didn't mean as a white woman, but just as a parent okay. who maybe... Um, sometimes I think that we pigeonhole people so that um, you know people may not as, feel that you are as connected to the issue because um, you, you aren't Aboriginal yourself. Or mm. So I just wonder if you had a sense... Uh, in that case, for example, co going to talk to the school yourself maybe a strategy that you can use to um, to address the the institutional issues and so with these tragic um, ongoing reality of um, deaths in custody and and high incarceration rates and poor health and and at the same time advances in um, in some aspects of um, people's access to um, education. What, what do you think 
needs to happen to really bring equality or justice? That's a uh, gigantic question. Yeah. In two words. Starting with a treaty. Treaty is sort of the basic starting point. I personally saw a massive uprising you know, as, as, as an anarchist. Um, I'd, I'd say, bang, let's seize the time and, uh, and take back control of our, our land and country one time. But starting point, realistically, has to be at the treaty. And, uh, just, uh, it, it, uh, it amazed me that Australia still has this relationship with the British Crown. Australia, Australia is very unfortunate that we've got this uh, massively um, concentrated press ownership, so media ownership. So Australia, but but again, it's, you know, with, with the uh, the internet, uh, Australia does have access to uh, to a global uh, stream of of, uh, of updated information. So, but Australians in many ways, very because we don't share land borders with any other nation, uh, Australians allow themselves to to feel that. Uh, they're quite safe from the rest of the world, and they've got the opportunity to uh, to only engage and treat with the rest of the world and at an arm's length. So I think that's. But uh, then over the last uh, couple of years, things have happened here on our own shoulders. Um, that's sort of uh, given Australia a bit, of, a bit of a wake up, and this will happen more and more uh, because there are extremists starting to dominate. Uh, a great number of the political movements around the world, and uh, Australia, because of the uh, the way they run their uh, political alliances, uh, they will be held accountable. Australia, Australia will be held accountable for for sending soldiers into places where they don't belong, and uh, their trading alliances. Uh, they're trying to balance off this uh, relationship between America and dependence on the Chinese economy. So. Mm. So Australia's got a lot of decisions they need to make, but uh, like I said, they'll still get out there in the, in the mid, midsummer sun in order to throw flowers at Camilla and Charles. You know, just, I do find it odd that that people who were shipped out, by, <laughs> <laughs> cast off from a country because of petty crimes that they did, so basically rejected by their society, um, emulate that society rather than... Um, <clears throat> Adopting or embracing the culture that was here, and and coming into Christmas, uh, still the biggest screening event for that period will be the Queen's Christmas message at you know eleven o'clock on Christmas Day. So, so shit. Never the cricket on New Year's Day, right? The Melbourne cricket test. No, nothing's allowed to interrupt that. I don't. 